We're live again. You're back with Mormon Talk. By the way, the website is mormontalk.org. If you go to .net, I tried to set it up so that you're automatically redirected. I don't think it's working right now, so I'll figure it out. mormontalk.org, why would you want to go there? You'd want to go there if you want to make comments on any of these episodes because we have an area where you can go do that and we can have a little discussion, which we would love to have with you guys. Also, you can easily just click links there to sign up to listen to the podcast through your favorite podcast app. So we have a link there to iTunes and Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Just click on any of those and it'll take you to a page where you can subscribe so that you can uh, not have to do it the hard way if you're trying to find these some other way. So, there you have it. Uh, I'll let Dave say hello, and then i got to jump into our LDS News snippet. Go for it, Dave. Hang on. Dave? Dave? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hang on. He's late again. I'm sorry. I'm, my name's Mr. Fur. Fur, uh, yes. Fur. Et, et, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, let me give you my full Lou. name. You're Lou. Lou Charles. Lou, Lou Charles, Charles Fur. But you can okay. call me Lucy. Okay, Lucy no, here's Dave. Fur. God damn it, I told you not to be late. Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Dave. That doesn't sound like Elvis at all. Elvis <laughs> is in the house. Jelly donuts, would you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, quick snippet. LDS Church in the News. Right on. President Nelson visits the Pope. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. Collusion. Collusion. Yes. This is interesting. He refers to him in several of the articles that I've read. There's a little video the church did. Of course, they have like emotionally provoking background, which we're going to talk about today. By the way, I haven't even told you the name of our episode yet, although you've probably seen it if you're subscribed, so there's no big mystery. Um, he refers to him as His Holiness, etc., right? Which is interesting because back in the day, the days of Bruce R. McConkie. The Catholic Church was the mother of harlots. Whore of all the earth. we know what Joseph Smith himself was told about all the other churches, of which one was the Catholic Church. Eh? Abomination. All... Give it to us, Dave. Corruptible. And an abomination. Ab- abominations, yeah, I already said that. They're, oh, you uh, did? Yeah. Well, you know what? Right there, Jesus Christ, he set us up for <laughs> being against everyone else. If you're going to come and be part of what I'm doing, the whole world's against us, and it's yes. us and them. Okay, go and on. And they are all, A-L-L, every one of them, an abomination before my sight. Mm. So they draw close to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. That includes the Catholic Church, but we love His Holiness. And hi, Pope, how you doing? We love you. Their hearts and lips, that reminds me of the last testimony meeting I went to. Anyway. Hearts and lips? I thought you were talking about yeah. the rave that you attended last night. <laughs> Well, I thought that was testimony meeting. Shit. Testicle meeting? What? Anyway, 
that's LDS in the news. Guys, our episode for today, I want you to say it, Dave. It was your idea. It's a great idea for a title. Emotion, emotion, the magical ocean. <laughs> I love it. Emotion, the That's by the Cars, ocean. by the way. Yeah. That's, uh, remember that little tune by the Cars? Emotion, emotion, uh, magic. I don't know. I probably effed it up. Yeah, Whatever. I, I think I, there's a vague recollection there. Um, yeah, guys, so why would we be talking about emotion? Well, for those of you who have been involved at all in the LDS Church... I'm going to keep calling them the Mormon Church just to piss them off. <laughs> um, big, big important thing there. So you can learn everything you want to learn about the church. You can do any study on your own of church-approved or unchurch-approved uh, materials, whatever. It doesn't matter what you find, what you think, what you do. What your questions are, it all comes down to one thing. There's one sure way that you can know without a doubt that the church is really true, that the Book of Mormon's true, that Joseph Smith was really a prophet of God, talked to him face to face. That is, you can think and pray about it, and you'll receive in response an answer. How will you recognize the answer? An emotion, otherwise known as feeling the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, will answer to your heart, make you feel, wow, this feels good. This, this feels right. I know it's true. So by emotion, you know the truth of something. Because we all know that emotions never lie. Emotions are always trust, trusting, trustable. What's, oh, trustworthy. That's the word I'm looking for. Right, Dave? Wait a minute. Emotions I wrote never... down something here. Yeah. You know what? I might have to have a disagreement with you. Emotions aren't facts. Uh, what? I oh, wait, no, were. I wrote that. I wrote that in a moment of, you know, my cerebral faculties were impaired. <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, let me. Let me throw this out. Chemical responses are innately, and emotions are a chemical response. Yes. They're a release of what? Dopamine. Hormones. Yeah. Dopamine among, among those hormones into your system, and they're innately non-rational. They're, they're not created to be rational. You're not supposed to make decisions, especially decisions that will change, and or direct your entire life mm -hmm. based on an emotion. Why? Because Why can't you trust your emotions? Emotions are not reliable as indicators of any external reality. Mm. Hmm. Can I get well, more specific? Well, you, you could, yes. Why don't you? Okay, now this a little beyond my pay grade for verbiage here, but okay. this more closely represents my thoughts on this than anything I found. People can misapprehend or miscontextualized external reality resulting in errant conclusions. 
and here's the kicker, which will consequently stimulate a hormone corresponding to that errant conclusion. So what you're doing is creating neural pathways, that's in your brain, Mm -hmm. and then the release of these hormones. So you just hit the first little button, if you will, and then this whole series of reactions takes place both uh, in, in your brain and through your endocrine system, the hormones, and it produces that result. Hmm. And so it becomes something that you are almost addicted to. You got to go get your fix. Got to go to church. If I don't make it this month, I'm going to at least make it to testimony meeting so I can get my testimony fix so I can see one or two or more people cry as they say they know the church is true, and that will initiate this response within me and confirm that all the shit the church asked me to do is nothing mm-hmm. in comparison to the fact that because of my emotional response, I know it's true. Mm-hmm. I'll gladly give 10% fast offerings, all my time, talents, and efforts. That's, that's nothing mm-hmm. because I know it's true. Despite. Because I teared up last time. Hey, I got up there and I told you guys it was true. Yeah. And and I got a little watery eye and a little choking, pulling at the throat. That, that must prove that what I was saying is but, true. Absolutely. What else I've do you need? I've never felt that way in any other kind of non-religious like, venue, right, or or environment. Like when I read a really good fantasy book... And I can kind of almost envision what's happening in this battle between wizards and dragons and all this stuff. And I get into it and I actually feel like warm fuzzies. Wow, this is cool shit. That's not the same. That doesn't mean that wizards and dragons are real, is what you're saying. It, it, it's only, it only works with religion, is that right? It, yes. Let me oh. give you an example. Okay. My wife... And I, now my ex-wife for Mm -hmm. some years, uh, were called into the bishop's office one Sunday. Mm -hmm. And he and his first counselor were there, and they extended a call to my wife to become Relief Society president. Upon which, yeah, immediately she freaking broke out in tears. Uh, Okay, yeah. And the first counselor very readily offered, oh, that, see, that's the spirit. <laughs> now, that's the first time in my life I almost knocked someone out at church. <laughs> I thought, bullshit, spirit, you scared the shit out of her. Yeah, yeah. You just laid on her, your life is not yours anymore, not, not that it ever really was, but right. that's now you're the really Relief good. Society president, so... Uh, and I just was so close to chiming, just, you know, saying something, mm, but anything. in, in that moment, my mind knew the, the futility of trying to correct this man mm-hmm. and say, no, no, sir, you just scared, literally scared the shit out of her. And she's crying because she doesn't know what to do with what you just laid at her plate. Yeah. You just she had this realization of uh, 
this is huge. I don't know if I can do this, right? Yeah. And, and so spirit, and my ass. What kind of yeah. Holy Spirit? No. Holy Ghost? No. Um, and why? Why is this such a big deal in the church? Well, again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. There's this promise that the church refers to frequently when they're mm. handed around the Book of Mormon, trying to get you know people to join the church. There's a promise in the Book of Moroni, chapter 10, verse 4, that says, hey, when you have received these things, I'm just paraphrasing here, these things being the records in the Book of Mormon that you've just read, this is the last book in the Book of Mormon, so you've, theoretically, you've read everything up to that point, right? When you've received this, let me tell you how you'll know whether it's true or it's just some fanciful story. You need to pray about it, think it, think about it, treasure it up in your heart, you know, think about it, ponder it, and then go to God and say, hey, is this really true? Or is this just some made-up book? And he'll tell you through the Holy Ghost, through a feeling, whether or not it's true. Well, everybody, well, I assume the majority of even active members, right, they do this, they try to follow that promise, as did I. Everybody has a different experience. The culture has an answer for every one of those experiences. So, some people, some percentage, and I have no idea what percentage that is, will claim that they've done that and they have felt that feeling. Hey, I, I did the promise, you know, Moroni's promise, and I prayed about it and I got the feeling. I know it's true. Others, if they're honest, you're talking to them one-on-one, -on -one, you know, hey, man, you know, what, what? have you had that? No, actually, I've done that like ten times and I haven't felt anything. But I know it's probably my fault. I'm just not worthy enough, or I don't have there enough you faith. Go. So there's always there you an go. answer. Uh, so it doesn't matter, it turns out, whether you feel that or not. If you feel it, you're kind of lucky. Woo, I got the gift. I'm, I could feel it. I know it's true. Um, so it's a big deal in the church, right? Because if it's not true, then that's a, the church isn't true, right? Because it all rests on the Book of Mormon and consequently Joseph Smith, yeah. right? Think so, about yeah. that mechanism. The me it's, if, if you can't prove that something that's bullshit is true, the answer to that is more bullshit. Right. Really? Okay. Let me, let me relate another quick story. I'm in the temple. I was mm -hmm. a temple worker mm -hmm. for uh, two and a half years or so, including during the time when, and I've mentioned this before, when all the changes were made, the yeah, big changes. Big deal. Yep. Yeah. And I'm doing, uh, let's see, it was confirmations. So baptisms mm -hmm. for the dead and then following with confirmations. So you're ripping through these, and this guy is like 70-something, and he's just ripping this shit off like, you know, and you've got it memorized, and he's hauling ass, and all of a sudden, bang, he just stops, and he, and he goes. Now, this has nothing to do with the vicarious person sitting in the chair mm -hmm. upon whose head our hands are placed, and he just says, I just wanted you to know that person accepted this. Oh, so, shit. So, two reactions. He's super spiritual. He's in tune. 
he heard that, he felt that second reaction. I'm not. I didn't feel shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear mm-hmm. any voice. There was no confirmation. So I'm, again, not worthy. Not. So I get to go out of there feeling what? Feeling like shit. Like, basically. What's, what's wrong with me? Why am I not feeling that? I yeah. should have felt that. And your introspection starts churning, right? And you're like, okay, right. what have I done wrong recently? And then, and then if you're creative like me, next time something like this, this situation presents itself, I'll just kind of, whoops, whoops, fudge a little bit, just a little bit of fudge. Lying for the Lord, I think they call it. Yeah. Pretend, oh, what do you, you mean by fudging? That? Pretend that uh, you felt it fucking too. Fucking lying. How's that? Uh, Is yeah. that the acronym for fudging? Fucking lying? Yeah. Uh, probably one acronym. Yeah. Okay. Or and, and, and then you play these spiritual games of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So if you cry more when you bear your testimony, got it. Hands down, you're more spiritual. Mm. If you If you hear and see and experience things that I didn't, man, what's your secret? Please let me know. Should I pay more tithing? Or, I mean, really, (laughs) twice a week at the temple isn't enough? Really? Okay. That goes back to so many things. You you mentioned one of them earlier. One of them is it kind of becomes this drug, right? And you're taught you should constantly be feeling that affirmation or that reaffirmation, if you will, that what you're doing is real and true and so on. If you're not continually reaffirming that, then you're not doing what you need to do, right? And so, like you just said, well, if you're going to the temple once a week, you're reading your scriptures, you know, you're you're usually okay with that. Maybe three days out of the week, you're you're getting them, uh, you're praying every day, and you're not continually feeling that feeling, then you need to do more. Well, you need to go to the temple twice a week. You need to read your scriptures every day. You need to pray. And you're basically put into this culture where you're trying to make yourself feel something, right? Which is Uh, impossible. Again, if you can make yourself feel it, what you've been, you've been taught what that means. It means when you feel it, that it's not you, it's it's the Holy Ghost, and it's real, it's true. He's reconfirming that to you. Why would you constantly need that reaffirmation? Why would you continually need, oh. once you know something's true, it's true, isn't it? You know Why what, would, you, yeah. you just made a really good point, because the experience which I have mentioned before on these podcasts is that I had a single experience that was mind alter mind life altering mm-hmm. and changed the co- my entire course including leaving religion completely and i would never even ask for that again i don't need it again mm-hmm. it <laughs> it was you know all i needed it was here you go here's your truth, let's just call it my truth instead of the truth, mm-hmm. and uh, all religions are dysfunctional, that's not where you're going to find happiness, and follows the spiritual paths. For me, 
again, I, I have to say that it for me that's what happened, and I don't expect that for anyone else. And I'm not going to start a church tomorrow. Okay, it, it, tomorrow's Monday. I have to start it on Tuesday. So yeah. Anyway, right. right with tax purposes and everything. Um, no, I, that's I think... a very good point. Why do you need the constant reiteration? I saw a quote earlier with the uh, Black and Nagel, uh his website where he, I think it was Packer, mm-hmm. that the need for constant repetition, including the quote that the testimony is to be found in the bearing of it, which is fucking reverse psychology. Psychological manipulation. Yeah, right? complete. If you don't think yeah. something's true, just keep saying it is. That sounds Now, healthy. you know who else said that, by the way? You might have heard of this guy, Joseph. <laughs> I don't know if they'd say it that way. Joseph Goebbels. Uh, <laughs> I think you might know who he is. Propaganda minister for Hitler. Yes, I that, do know who he is. That is repetition, repetition is the main key. It is a psychological yeah. manipulation. If I don't feel a certain way or, or think a certain thing... If you put me in a situation where I'm expected to say that I do, eventually I'm going to believe myself and I'm going to feel something. And you can use all sorts of extreme examples to make a simple example of of what we're talking about here. I mean, if you look back at the evangelical movement that was happening full scale during Joseph Smith's day, and really continued all the way through, I want to, fairly recently, I think it's died down a little bit in the United States. It's probably still congregations that do this. The whole, you know, congregation falls to the ground, people are speaking in tongues, people are rolling around like snakes, possessed. <laughs> uh, you know, guys are laying hands on people. You are healed! You know, and they stand, I'm healed! And, and it's all it, it, bullshit. It, it, it's a but psychological, people, emotional or, oh, yeah. orgy. Yeah, It's right? an orgy. So put that in a more organized, a little more toned down, right, uh, environment. You've got testimony meeting in the Mormon yeah. church. And by golly, if I feel warm fuzzies when someone goes up and says, green jello is the feces of... Joseph Smith's 15th grandchild, I'm going to believe it. Well, that's where that I f- came from. That explains it. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's a whole other thing. wanting episode. to know. So here's a couple of things we want to tie this into before we wrap up, guys. One of them is our buddy Stephen Hassan. We love to call people our buddies that we've never even met. So, you know, we're lying for Mike and Dave. <laughs> Instead we of think the alike. Steve Hassan, our buddy. <laughs> Look him up. Stephen Hassan. His name is spelled H-A-S-S-A-N. He right. has something he called the bite model that he created. This is a simple mechanism that you can kind of walk down like a checklist. In fact, he has a scoring sheet that you can download or, or use or whatever. When you're trying to decide, is this organization or this belief system or this group over here really a cult? Are they really trying to, are they behaving like a cult? And BITE, those letters are an acronym for four different elements. Behavior, 
information, thought, and emotion. And it's all about controlling each of those elements. Well, we're talking about emotion control today. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight bullets on his site. By the way, his site is freedomofmind.com. Wonderful name, Freedom Beautiful. of Mind. Here's the eight bullets for emotional control. Tell me if any of these sound familiar in the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. Ready? Number one, instill irrational fears or phobias of questioning or leaving the group. Hmm. <laughs> Label some emotions as evil, worldly, sinful, or wrong. Teach emotion-stopping techniques to prevent anger or homesickness, etc., when you're doing things in the, the name of the group. Promote feelings of guilt, shame, and unworthiness. Shower you with praise and attention, love bombing, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Threaten your friends and family. Shun you if you disobey or disbelieve. And finally, teach that there is no real happiness or peace outside the group. Uh, you just described a cult to the T. Yes, yes, sir. And uh, that, That's cult. I just yeah. described the Mormon Church. Oh, what? Oh, shit. Yeah. We didn't mean to do that. You know, real quick, going back to me bringing up my experience again, mm -hmm. that shifted my paradigm completely, as I recall that, there was no emotion. And a lot of people say, well, that's weird. <laughs> I don't get that. What there was is clarity okay. and, and a uh, super magnified sense of consciousness. But I didn't cry, and I didn't... I don't remember an emotional response. It was a, it was a clarity of soul, I guess. So you didn't have a uh, chemical... No. That's my point. It was not... Oh... <laughs> oh, shit. No, none of that. And and you helped me to remember that. I hadn't really thought about it recently. That's and that was the difference. Yeah, yes. It was something completely different. Now, uh, I'm not going to go into the steps one can or should possibly take to create such an experience because it's different for every one of us. Sure. But what I feel, and I know you're on the same page, is that we're after our, our purpose. One of our purposes is to bring down illusion at any level, governmental, political, economic, educational, religious, so here, here's why I bring that up real quick. I met my friend at the drum circle. I go to a drum circle every month. She moved out of the state, came back, so I hadn't seen her in a while. Told her I was doing these Mormon Think podcasts, and she says, well, why would you do that? In other words, that sounds negative. You're trying to put something down. And I tried to, the best of my ability 
to say, well, look, I'm for truth. Right. And if there are institutions at any level propagating bullshit, I'm there. I want that to stop. And so, why do you want it to stop? Because it hurts people. It's ruining fucking people's lives. It, it's, it's, there, there is a truth. There is light. I'm yes. here. Uh, my name is Lucifer because I'm the light bearer. I yes. will shine light on your bullshit and call you out on it. Analogy. Um, yeah, guys, I completely concur, obviously, with David, and that's why we did this podcast together. So I'll just add a big amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Holy roll up. To that, because... <laughs> Why do we care? Why even spend our time doing something like this? Well, be, a few reasons. We talked about some of these in our introductory episode. A portion of this is for ourselves, so to speak. This is oh yeah. This is a a psychology effort in m reaching a road of mental health when you've been involved in a cult for years and years of your life. And guys, that's not a simple switch, right? And those who are transitioning or have gone, have left the church already know exactly what I'm talking about. It's one thing to be in a belief system that might be wrong or harmful or misleading. It's another to be in a cult-like group that propagates that belief system and, and that's the lifeblood of the, of the group. Leaving that is not, if you've been in it, Let's say you've been in it 40 years. You're going to leave it and be over it in a couple days? Probably not. And so a big part of what we do is to kind of listen to ourselves and talk through this together. Another big reason, the predominant reason, is to do what David just said. Shine light on some of the stuff that people may not be aware of. There's a lot of venues to find this out there. We're just another couple voices screaming into the microphone. And... You know, I just thought of, do you remember Susan Powder back in the, I think, oh, I it, do. was it the 80s? Did she Stop she the was insanity. a skinhead, yeah. had, had all her hair cut off. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I do. Stop the insanity. And she was about <laughs> weight loss, right? And yeah, everything. it was weight well, loss, yeah. Stop the insanity of cult groups defrauding people, hurting people, taking over their lives, feeding them lines of bullshit, taking their money, taking their time, you know, taking Everything. their kids, for God's sake. Yeah. I mean, kids are killing themselves over this religion because God just doesn't love them quite as much because they are gay or they masturbate or whatever. You name it. Um, well... Send them That's on a mission for two years of their life when they're at the prime of, you know, their life. In a lot of ways, 19, whatever, now it's 18. Mm -hmm. Send them to some foreign land and make them sleep with another man or two <laughs> women together. What the hell is that? Yeah. You know, and yeah. all for, we're going to save humanity. Shit, save yourself first, man. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. So, guys, we're closer to 30 minutes this time. We're at 32 almost. Rock on. 
yeah. uh, wrap it up, I'll, I'll give my two bits. Why this episode? Because emotion isn't truth, guys. Now, sometimes I'll research something, I'll, I'll discover something, I'll learn something, which is, as far as we know, a true principle, and I'll feel something, right? But, oh, cool, you know, I'll feel achievement, or I'll feel wow, I'm really interested in that. That's kind of cool. And I'll feel a little tinglies or something. That can accompany something that you experience in your life that, that a, realization. a lot of people might agree is true. Yeah, they, it's like... They call hey, it an aha moment. Aha, aha moment. epiphany or realization, yeah. whatever you want to call yeah. it, right? There's feelings yeah. that can sometimes be associated. But the feeling itself about something doesn't mean XYZ is true. Right, and that's very dangerous, very misleading. There's groups that were very cult-like. Heaven's Gate comes to mind. Look them up. <laughs> There's videos on YouTube, guys, of these people essentially bearing their testimonies. They get teary-eyed, just like testimony meeting in the Mormon Church. Mm-hmm. They're telling you how their church has changed them, and it's true, and they know it. Are you? Wait a minute. Is this a Mormon testimony? Oh, oh, this is Heaven's Gate. Were they true? They felt it. There's Muslims bearing their testimonies that are Mm teary-eyed about Allah. Well, that can't be true if the Mormon church is true. What's going on here? Well, what's going on here is emotions are deceiving. Okay, They're not an indication of truth. Dave? I will uh, finish with a quote from a man who... uh, I thought was next to God at one point in my life, Bruce R. McConkie, oh, yes. the author of Mormon Doctrine and one of the great Mormon theologists, who said, all true religion is a feeling. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, look perfect. it up. It, it's in at least one conference talk. Oh, man. It could could even be in his book, and I, and I would know, but I burned it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> you have to go online. You Fahrenheit four fifty one it. Oh, very nice, <laughs> guys. There's other scary personalities in history. Hitler comes to mind. Who was all about emotion? Look it up. He was a yeah. big fan of stirring up emotion. Was that well, this true is the human condition, you know, this, this is, yeah. you know, we, we can go big picture on it, but we're done with our podcast. Uh, we are. There's we so are, many things and, that flower yeah. out from every discussion we have, things triggered in my mind, and this, to me, is my testimony <laughs> that what we're doing is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, bro. Hey, Come visit us, mormontalk.org. Come check us out. Register and start commenting on some of these things. We'd love to chat with you guys. Adios, amigos. Peace out. I know this is true. God. (laughs) God damn.